Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. You are listening to Linux in the Hampshire. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 294 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is Linux in the Hamshack and I am Russ K5TUX. I'm Cheryl W5MOO. And I'm Bill NE4RD. And Bill is broadcasting from the World Scout Jamboree in West Virginia and I am coming off of having the intake manifold torn off my car. And Cheryl has been busily making recipes about brownies. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. This is our hedonism episode, the weekender. Forget which weekender we're at, like 31 or something. We've done a lot of weekenders. (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to talk about some stuff that's coming up over the next week or two. Some amateur radio contests, special event stations, open source events and other things that might be worthy of your attention over the next 14 days. And with that, we'll talk about also the hedonism stuff, the the wine, the women, the song, and men and women and song or something. <laughs> no, okay. song, no song but wine, and no wine either. But there'll be whiskey <laughs> and food and stuff. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, we start off with this weekend in amateur radio. And also next weekend in amateur radio. And we'll hit some contests that you can participate in if you feel like contesting on your radio over the next 14 days. So, Bill, what do we got coming up? CQ contest, CQ contest. Yes, we have some contests coming up. This weekend, we have the North American CUSO party. Uh, it's the CW edition. It runs from August 3rd, 1800 Zulu to August 4th, 0559 Zulu. And it's 160 through 10, no work. Uh, it's broken up into three weekends. This is the, the very popular NAQP. It's a, it has a sideband weekend, has a CW weekend, and a RIDI weekend. Nice part about this contest is that, you know, it's short. It's not a, you know, all-weekend contest. It's a, it's a very short uh, 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 contest that anybody can do. So uh, get in and work it. It's it's kind of fun and uh, a lot of lot of activity on the HF bands with this one. The other one we have is the ARRL 222 megahertz and up uh, distance contest, and it runs from uh, August 3rd, 1800 Zulu, to August 4th, 1800 Zulu. Frequencies are 222 megahertz and up, so get your gigahertz and keep on going. And any mode is acceptable. So it's a distance contest, so you don't all have to go to the same parking lot and point your beams at each other. So enjoy that contest. Next weekend, we have the uh, Worked All Europe, the WAE DX contest. It's a CW contest as well. It runs August 10th, 0000 Zulu to August 11th, 2359 Zulu. It's uh, 80 through 10, no work, and only CW. 
Many leading contesters claimed the WAEDC to be the most challenging contest of the year, being a True Blue DX contest. Only intercontinental QSOs between DX and Europe are counted, except in the Ritty part. Therefore, the number of DX QSOs here may be similar to the amount of DX usually worked in the CQ Worldwide DX. And that's also linked in the show notes. Well, very good. So we should probably move on to some amateur radio special event stations. And I'm sort of the keeper of these tonight because we didn't have time to get them into the ether pad. So I'm just going to pick a couple of these at random that sound interesting to me, like this one here. Uh, from August 2nd to August 4th, we have, oh, it's August 2nd through August 4th from 1700 Zulu to 0100 Zulu. It's not clear to me if that's 1700 Zulu to 0100 Zulu each day or from 1700 Zulu August 2nd to 0100 Zulu August 4th. But I guess you'll figure that out when you try and contact it. But anyway, it's a special event call sign. The special event call is Whiskey 9 Bravo. And this is for Sheboygan Brat Days. That sounds awesome. Uh, they're going to be operating on 14240 and 7240 in or around those frequencies on those dates. And it says here that this is about celebrating the sausage that made Sheboygan famous. So excellent. You can have a custom QSL that has sausages on it. So if you're into phallic things, definitely try and make that contest. Uh, what else we got here? We also have. Let's see, this one is going to end on the 4th as well, so let's try that. Uh, we have from July 31st to August 4th, 2100 Zulu to 2300 Zulu. I'm going to assume that's each day. Uh, 14230, 3.85. Uh, all PSK31 digital bands, there's a certificate in QSL offered for this, and this is the 100th annual Deschutes County Fair out of Redmond, Oregon. And the reason I bring up the Deschutes County Fair is because Deschutes has a wonderful porter, and they make good porter. So I don't think that has anything to do with the fair, uh, but if you happen to be in Redmond, Oregon, and you're at the Deschutes County Fair, they probably have it there, uh, and you should definitely try some because it's really good. All right, so moving on, I'll pick one more of these. I had I had an interesting one here. Let's see, where is it? I forgot. Where is it? Where is it? I like these camperies. <laughs> Pathfinder International Camperies. Uh... Where's the one? I, oh, yeah, here it is. Navajo Code Talkers. This one was interesting. Uh, this is from August 14th through August 18th. Uh, the entire 24 hour period from August 14th through August 18th. So like all day, all of those days, all five days. Uh, this is coming out of Window Rock, Arizona. Uh, the frequencies will be on or around 14265, 7265, and 18133. Uh, certificate and QSL card are available. And this is a special event station November 7th, Charlie commemorating the Navajo Code Talkers of World War II South Pacific. So that one sounds interesting. If you want a special customized certificate and QSL card from that, check it out. So more information about those, including the websites and any other additional information relevant to those three contests will be in the show notes. So check them out if you want a uh, special QSL. All right, what else we got? We got announcements. Does anybody have any announcements? I have no announcements. I have no, no announcements. announcements. I'll check the chat room. Does anybody in the chat room have an announcement? <laughs> Something they really want to say? <laughs> I don't even have an LHS ham radio challenge. Oh, no. Come work on A1WJ. Well, actually, show, I can make right? one up right on the start. I can say, <laughs> get yourself get yourself a Raspberry Pi with some sort of digital hotspot and set up Pi-Star and operate digital. <laughs> and then go contact the Boy Scouts. And contact the Boy Scouts or contact me. 
<laughs> or something. <laughs> or you could contact Cheryl. I mean, Cheryl can use my radio too. So there you go. Wow, I get to touch it. <sighs> what do you mean you get to touch it? Of course you get to touch it. No. Just take, the that, take that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> touch my antenna. Touch, <laughs> touch my dipole. Yeah, right. My, touch my monopole. <laughs> and it goes downhill. Yep. Okay. So oh, obviously absolutely. we have, yeah, we have no announcements. Right. Uh, so moving on, let's talk about some open source stuff. And the first thing we have here is a distribution to try. And this is one I just heard about today, but apparently it's been around a while. It's called Linux Lite. And, uh, it's based on, they say it's based on Debian and Ubuntu, which means it's, I mean, Ubuntu is based on Debian, so I mean, it's yeah, it's whatever. Uh, but I will say, during the installation procedure, I, I did put it into a VM. Uh, it looks exactly like Ubuntu, so it's based on Ubuntu. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. It's lightweight. I mean, the download is not particularly lightweight. It was like 1.4 gigs, so it's not like the lightest weight distribution ever. But um, they say it's for older hardware and stuff like that. And there's a little blurb here that Linux Format says about the Linux Lite distribution. They say, a delightful, tasteful distro that makes Linux feel like a breath of fresh air. Linux Lite is a distro that finds favor where it's installed, but for some odd reason is often left to one side or forgotten completely when the talk turns to fresh, lightweight, and manageable desktops. We have no idea why, but suffice to say that the new version of the distro is an exceptionally good example of what can be achieved when the right combinations of desktop, tools, programs, and ideas come together. So that's a favorable review right there from Linux Format. And if you want to try out Linux Lite, a link will be in the show notes. It's very Ubuntu-like, at least on initial install. Uh, so anybody who's listening to this podcast will probably be using some sort of Debian or Ubuntu-based distribution. Not everyone. We know there's lots of other stuff out there. Um, but if this is something you want to try, it's probably not going to be a big departure from your normal computing life. So give Linux Lite a try. All right. So open source events coming up over the next couple of weeks. I do have a couple of them here I can talk about. Uh, the first one is from the 14th to the 18th of August. It is Wikimania 2019. It's an annual conference celebrating all the free knowledge projects hosted by the Wikimedia Foundation. Creative Commons, MediaWiki, MetaWiki, Wikibooks, Wikidata, WikiNews, Wiki, 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 Wiki. Wiki, so Wiki, any, <laughs> Anything Wiki, you can go to Stockholm University in Sweden and find out about. All the information is on a Wiki. How about that? Um, <laughs> anyway, you can... You can <laughs> You can Google for it or the information about Wikimania 2019 in Stockholm, Sweden will be in the show notes. So check that out. There will also be, uh, from the 21st to the 23rd of August in North America, uh, a really cool part of North America, San Diego at the Hilton Bayfront, which is a really cool hotel, will be the open source summit from the Linux Foundation. Uh, the Open Source Summit connects the open source ecosystem under one roof. It's a unique environment for cross-collaboration between developers, sysadmins, DevOps, architects, and others who are driving technology forward. So lots to do at the Open Source Summit North America from August 21st to 23rd. More information, of course, will be in the show notes, or you can simply just go to the Linux Foundation site and check it out. And finally, we have, what do we have? We have, well, actually, we have a couple of things. We have PyCon Australia. So if you're down under and you want to learn a bit about Python, you can check out PyCon, uh, yeah, 
down under <laughs> AU, um, is the National Conference of the Python Programming Community, bringing together professional student enthusiast developers with a love for developing with Python. Uh, this goes from August 2nd through August 6th, and a link to that, of course, will be in the show notes. And then there's DevOps Days Minneapolis. So if you're here in the United States, you might be able to get up to Minneapolis. This is Thursday. I'm sorry, Tuesday and Wednesday, the 6th and 7th of August in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Of course, DevOps Days is a worldwide series of technical conferences covering topics of software development, IT infrastructure operations, and the intersection between them. Each event is run by volunteers from the local area. Additional details and information will be linked in the show notes. So check it out. Okay, that's open source stuff. Open source challenge. Um, same as the amateur radio challenge, I guess. Do some DMR work. Go <laughs> go buy an Anytone or a Titera or something like that and do some DMR. Talk to me on DMR. <laughs> or something. Russ just wants someone to talk to. Us. I just want someone to talk to. Please yeah, talk right. to me. Please talk <laughs> please to me. Please. <laughs> I'm, I'm drowning. No. Um, okay. So that's that. So moving on from amateur radio and open source topics, we're going to dive straight <laughs> headlong into hedonism. And we always start our hedonism discussion with food because why not? So Cheryl is going to tell us about the recipe we have this week. Yes, which is for banana bread brownies. Russ is a huge fan of brand- banana breads, as am I, and we're both huge fans of brownies. So a friend made these recently and said, oh, you've got to try them. So I have not had a chance to make them yet because it's just been too hot to bake. But this is my recipe this week. So anyway, for the banana bread brownies, you need eggs, sour cream, butter, sugar, bananas, vanilla extract, flour, baking soda, salt, and chopped walnuts or pecans or whatever nuts you want to put in your banana bread. Uh, and you'll top these with some brown butter frosting. And of course, the whole recipe will be uh, in the show notes, so you can go check it out there. So you made you haven't made banana bread brownies. You've no, made I banana have, bread. I've made banana bread, but I have not made banana bread brownies. So, so when are you doing this? Um, uh, I guess I could make you some. T- well, I have to go get no, bananas not, not first. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, not tomorrow. I have to go get some bananas, and then I'll make you some banana bread brownies. I I thought this might be a little more appetizing to you than just banana bread. Well, it's just as long as it's a smaller amount, it's fine. Yeah, (laughs) it's kind of hard to make, you know, a tenth of a loaf of banana bread. So, okay. 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 So, So anyway, very cool. The the entire recipe in all the directions are, of course, here, and they will be in the show notes as well. So if you want to make some banana bread brownies, you should definitely do that. So I'm going to pop on over to my drink corner, and in the corner this week, I have uh, the newest bottle that I've purchased, which is right here next to me. It's a bottle of Oban 18 Highland Single Malt Scotch. Um, this bottle, I'll just tell you right off the bat, is getting harder to find. It was a limited release. It's still out on store shelves, so you should be able to pick it up if you so desire after hearing what I have to say about it. Um, the bottle runs $110. It might be a little higher where you are. But $110 is about the minimum you're going to find it for. Uh, it may go anywhere upwards of $150. Uh, it is an 18-year-old single malt, so it does have some age on it. The color on it is surprisingly light, and I'm assuming that has to do with the fact that it's um, matured in uh, used oak barrels. Um, because even after 18 years, it did not pick up a whole lot of color. And I'm almost 100% sure that has to do with the the uh the lightness of the char of the barrels 
the um the fact that it's used oak and the fact that it's in the Scottish Highlands, which is going to be generally speaking a cool climate. So there's not going to be a lot of interaction between the whiskey and the wood. Uh, that being said, the ABV on this, it's bottled at 86 proof or 43%. It comes from, not surprisingly, Oban in Scotland. Um, the nose on it is nice. Actually, it's, it's rather sweet. You would think it would be woody and malty, but it's really not. Um, which probably again has something to do with the used barrels and what was in them before it was aged, uh, with the scotch, uh, the nose on it. I've read lots of reports that say it has a light peaty note. I am unable to detect anything resembling peat. <laughs> so if there's any peat in it, you might be able to de- detect it. I cannot. Um, but you definitely get a hint of spiced oaky wood. <sighs> oh, what the hell was that? Something broke the squelch. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Um, oh, was that me? Sorry. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have my mute on. Oh, no. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so there's a definitely spicy note to the to the oaky, you know, wood finish that's in there on the nose. This is the nose we're talking about. But there's definitely some fruity elements, uh, specifically banana, pear, and plum. Uh, you can get all of those on the nose. You you sit there, nose it a little while, and they all sort of wax and wane. So it's it's very sort of Swedish on the nose with a little bit of a barley-esque, woody back end to it. The taste on it, this is, this is an interesting scotch because, to me, when you taste it, when it actually hits your palate, it doesn't really taste like anything. All of the flavor of this comes in the finish. When when you're drinking it, when it's on your tongue and in the back of your throat, all you're getting is a general sort of sweetness and a little bit of maltiness, and it's almost utterly nondescript at that point. But if you keep it in your mouth a little while, swirl it around, and then swallow, and then wait for a second, then everything starts to take shape as far as flavor. And the finish is really long. It lasts, you know, 30 seconds at least and in there that sweetness resolves into a nice malted barley uh cereal and grain notes definite hints of dark chocolate uh salted caramel probably because it's got a it's got a caramely feel with a little bit of the tang from the wood some of that spiciness that's on the nose and a distinct hint of almond it's sort of like that cherry almond note as well and this is all on the finish on the taste for me, there's really nothing. It's just sort of a blank slate that someone writes on as it's finishing up in your palate. So it's it's really interesting to me, but not interesting in a good way for a $110 bottle of scotch. <laughs> so I'm going to have to rate this one actually pretty low um, for what I consider pretty low. And I'm going to give it an 84 um, because... I mean, it is Oban, it is a Highland Scotch, it does have some interesting flavors, but the way it drinks just does not appeal to me. So if you're looking for something sweet and like relatively nondescript on the front of the palate that sort of evolves on the back of the palate, and you just want to, you know, maybe maybe this is a time-based thing or a situation-based thing where if you have a few moments to just like close your eyes and taste and contemplate and stuff like that, there's something to it. But to me, it's just not really grabbing me so 
Anyway, that is Oban 18 Highland Single Malt Scotch. I will say that the other people I shared this with a couple of weeks ago all really, really liked it. Uh, so my opinion may not be the predominant one, uh, but I found it lacking. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone liked it but me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. All right, so that's that. And Bill, you have something to talk about as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've been scouting for a few weeks here now, and uh, but we were privileged enough to uh, break away and be free for one day. <laughs> <laughs> be free! Yeah, there was a cultural celebration day, which meant uh, there was no program that day. So uh, me and a tent mate uh, decided to go get hotel rooms in Beckley and uh, enjoy some uh, some cigars and uh, some some booze. <laughs> <laughs> and he just happened to have a bottle of this in the back of his truck because uh he had just cracked it open uh before he got there so uh we had this uh i think this is one you don't even like it's uh i didn't put the thing on there did i oh yeah you uh, didn't say what it was I'm, I'm waiting i've got i know that's i was basically can you tell what it is just by that wait let me look i'm curious now let's see the abv do you want me to read the notes and then see yeah, if sure, i can tell you what it is all yeah. right so Bill's mystery whiskey is forty five point two. That's that sounds oddly specific. Okay, deep amber, <laughs> um, deep amber color, rich notes of dark fruit, caramel, sharp honey, chocolate, marzipan, and toasted oak on the nose. Uh, taste is a full bodied mix of vanilla, dark caramel, hazelnut, apple, fruit, and spices. A long and creamy finish with lingering hints of honeyed apple. Ooh. Um, well, the vanilla, caramel, and apple make it sound like it's a bourbon um, yeah you're halfway there <laughs> right and the, the thing is 90.4 and 45.2 percent sounds really specific to something i've had i i think i think i know what it is and you're right he's not a big fan of it so is it uh is it the tin cup no 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 okay what does cheryl think it is oh well I, that's actually colorado whiskey anyway that's not bourbon um He's he's not gonna let me say so. Well, wait, no, let me get, let me get one more crack at it before uh, <laughs> before you all just let me off the hook. Um, that that number is like sticking in my head for some reason. And is but apple notes because I would think it was like Jack Daniels or something, but that's the proof is wrong, and it's usually tastes. Everybody says it tastes like banana. Um, banana. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's usually the flavor note that anybody picks up off of Jack. Um, okay, just go ahead and tell me because now I'm not gonna go, Cheryl. Woodford Reserve. Okay, it is. It's a Woodford Reserve. Okay, du- that's double why oak. Oh, it's a double oak. <laughs> oh, double oak. Yes, yeah. that's exactly why that number was sticking in my head. Okay, yeah, it's the double I, oak. I have not had the double oak. So it um, it's oaky. I've heard it's oaky. <laughs> it's oaky, and uh, yeah, it was it was delicious. <laughs> It might have been the fact that, you know, it's been a few uh, days. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it was amazing. But, uh, yeah, I've the, been dealing with kids. <laughs> the half a bottle I drank was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> From what you recall, yes. Yes. No, no I was actually surprised because I don't normally drink uh, whiskey straight. And um, I did have it on ice. So I will admit the fact that I put it on ice. <clears throat> but I didn't mix anything with it, which is abnormal for me. There's there's no judgment for me, by the way, that you've had it on ice. It makes no yeah. difference. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was really good. It really smelled sweet. I you know I wouldn't know all the 
the fancy notes and crap like that. But, you know, it smelled sweet. It tasted, uh, you know, very vanilla-y, like it said, and uh, that I could pick up. And uh, it was nice. It was nice. And the nice part was no hangover in the morning. So uh, this yeah. is like this is like a good good whiskey I, I think it runs like about 60 dollars a bottle or something that, like that's that. the problem i've had with it because wood, that particular woodford reserve is about 60 dollars it's usually like 57 58 dollars when you find it in the store yeah and i am not a fan of the standard expression of woodford reserve so i've been reserved in <laughs> buying uh any of the other expressions so yeah this one is uh i i have to say it, it tasted uh pretty pretty good and i am not a straight whiskey type drinker so um yeah i enjoyed multiple glasses multiple glasses of this and <laughs> are you gonna give it a rating are you are you yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna rate it as yummy because yep. <laughs> <laughs> i am not the official taster we'll have to let you actually taste it <laughs> i know i'm gonna have to find a way to taste it without actually buying a bottle that's that's gonna be the fun part so yeah absolutely yeah yeah it was really good i was i was kind of impressed i'm I'm not a huge fan either well of drinking any bourbon or whiskey in quantity and uh yeah this one was nice and uh like i say yeah no no after effects which was a sign of a decent uh a decent liquor all right very good i might i'm definitely gonna have to uh put it back up on the list to to give it a shot so all right, I think we have come down to the end of the episode, and I love the fact that we got a whiskey review from Bill. That's that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of the Weekender. We hope everybody has a great time, finds something to do over the next couple of weeks, something to enjoy, and uh, we will do a Weekender again in fourteen days' time, and we hope you tune in again for that. In the meantime, this has been episode number two hundred and ninety-four of Linux in the Hamshack. I'm Russ K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The live show is recorded every Monday night at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute link on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freeload network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or ham fest. 
email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Shack and the Linux in the Hamshack logo are released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 International License.